Yes. Hello and welcome to We Can't Rewind, We've Gone Too Far, a podcast where a Scotsman, an Irishman and a Bulgarian review the most terrible, silliest and weirdest as fuck music videos. Say hello, ever. Hi. 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 Hello. You were supposed to be a review, Anna. Hello. Oh, we didn't tell who this is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> tell me when I'm supposed to speak. <laughs> Today we seriously start questioning the sanity of early noughties pop producers who thought sexualizing 17-year-old girls is a genius idea that will absolutely not backfire. We take a deep, safeguarding dive into the world of Kelly K's Baba, which means drool in English and not baby, which makes this episode 100% more yucky, somehow. We've also brought an expert in all things Brazilian. Say hello to our first podcast guest ever, Anna! Hello! Welcome, Anna. Hello. <laughs> I suppose I'm a specialist because I'm Brazilian, so it just comes with me. <laughs> the video was released in 2001 and was the first hit of the Portuguese-Brazilian pop star Kelly Key. quickly became the biggest hit in Brazil in 2001 to 2002. Directed by John Els Jr., a person we could not find much about, except he was somewhat known in Brazil for directing kid-centred films. It would be ignorant to try and discredit his work and artistry, but based on the things that we saw, the success of Baba was not relying at all on the music video itself. What I'm trying to say is, his work is shit. The history of the song itself is what we call in the biz a popular... <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Mm. It's what we call in the biz problematic as fuck. The song is the song was inspired by the failing marriage of Kelly Kay to the Brazilian singer Latino. It was a fuck you song, and in her words, he was treating her like a child and was also an abominable asshole who cheated on her. The song was her way of telling him she's growing up and won't let him treat her that way. Sounds fantastic and empowering, right? When they divorced, she was 19 or 20. He was 10 years her senior. They were together for about six years and had a child together. The video itself is, for lack of better words, pretty fucking bad. Just ignoring any potential safeguarding issues, the camera work is abysmal, the dancing is cringeworthy, and the acting is non-existent. In short, it is a typical 2001 pop music video. It starts immediately with a high school teacher played by the Brazilian uh, soap opera star Marcelo Novaes trying to teach his lesson, but the sight of niece and sternum are just too much for him to take because he keeps gawking at his female student, Kelly Kay. Someone please give this guy an edition of Nuts Magazine, please. Can I just give a... a just a, Her name is Kelly Key. Key as in key in English, because uh, that's her stage name, because a guy told oh. her is going to be the key to her success. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I should let you know. Yes. We apologize to Kelly Key. We are dumbs, dum-dums. We should have checked that before we touched this <laughs> podcast. I think I said it correct, so joke's on you. Uh, uh you. Dave, do you remember what you said? Uh... No, um, I'll just leave this explanation in and then that covers us <laughs> sure, because okay. we're professionals. Like The occasional scenes of Kaylee and some male background dancers dancing in the school hallway and it's also an incredibly awkward striptease dance routine 
marked as a dream sequence, I guess. And then the literal money shot, a teacher spying on his student and taking photos of her at night. And the video has so many problems and can someone please, please page in Freud on this one because I'm at my wit's end. Hi, Anna, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Are you, are you having a good apocalypse? I am enjoying my apocalypse indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel I feel like the dystopic future has arrived. It was part of your bucket list to make three people suffer by watching this video. Because you succeeded. Well done. You know what they say, misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was saying to Anna beforehand that if you don't think about the lyrics or the, the video, it is actually catchy as fuck. Is it though? It's pretty bad. I think I think so. I was kind of trying to having to stop myself dancing along to it. So I think the melody of it is really catchy. It's really sticky, and I think it's one of the reasons why it was such a big hit because it does stick to you. <laughs> uh, since I started showing this video clip to you guys, and uh, I just like it's been stuck to my head, just can't can't get out of it. So what age range was it popular with at the time? Like what was the core audience of Kelly Key? Uh, like early teens, I would say. Like really quite young people like I would say maybe between uh, 13 to 16 I would say it was quite her, her core audience and uh, I was a part of it uh, I was not such a big fan of her when I was growing up but I was certainly exposed to the full blown um, sensation that was Kelly Key when she just exploded in the media and it was massive I don't believe there is a single Brazilian soul that was born uh, that, that was like sentient at that moment in time that doesn't know Baba as a song uh, and it's, it's massive. So why do you have any explanation for this? Because it's for all intents and purposes a pretty uh, cookie cut pop song. Like for the time, it resonated really well. Uh, she was also drawing a lot of inspirations from, uh, especially like Britney Spears. Mm. If you think about uh, some of her video clips of like her as a schoolgirl around early two thousands, like "Oops, I Did It Again" and all of those things. Uh, the, the, the the aesthetic is is quite similar, and this kind of idea of like a, a young girl uh, exploring. Her, her sexual needs in, in, in a weird way like that as you know like m making sure that the the, the world understood that, that the young girls were sexual beings in a way that, that, that you had that awareness it was, it was kind of a big thing at the time um if you think maybe about even like uh spice girls and uh think about the success of the song when to become one uh and how a lot of little girls wouldn't know what they were singing and then nowadays you look back it was like oh wow um <laughs> that kind of mentality for it but she had uh, a lot of support from a lot of media people, like her ex-boyfriend, Latino. He's massive in Brazil. And the, the guy who is in the video clip as well, Marcelo Navais, uh, he, he's like from Globo, which is the main TV station in Brazil, the main opinion-forming tool in Brazil. So him being there was a big thing. Like, wasn't there like a single person just kind of raising a bit of eyebrows and being like, yeah, it's not... Should we look into those, that guy? He sounds a bit dingy. Uh, they were wasn't really raising, raising eyebrows to her success per se. There were certain other things that later down in her career that influenced how people viewed her. Mm. But at the time, uh, it's weird to explain. Brazil is a very weird place, uh, especially when it comes to sexuality. And 
when it comes to like um, how that's portrayed, especially on TV and on the media. Now you have to think that this time, uh, what was showing at four o'clock in the afternoon, or maybe earlier than that, was something called the Banheiro do Gugu, which is Gugu's bathtub, in which they used to throw soaps into a hot tub and then put a man and a woman, the woman and like a very very small bikini. Uh, and like a thong and the guy in speedos and they had to try and stop each other from removing soaps from the tub <laughs> so th this is basically like teletubbies then. <laughs> brazilian teletubbies if you see about the music how it is and like we have a lot of very highly sexualized music uh but because i grew up in that environment it, it was really not something that would raise that many eyebrows i don't know uh, maybe i was quite sheltered as well because i was quite quite young and then they didn't quite see it that way uh but i don't remember it being that problematic it was more of a like oh have you seen they're like fighting kelly key and latino just two big names oh what's going on uh not so much oh my god he she's underage he's an asshole what's going on i think when i was younger i never really thought about kind of the possibly darker side of showbiz maybe it's only kind of looking at it with adult eyes you're a bit like oh that's a bit a bit dodge yeah i think it's really a, a product of its time uh but that that mixed so it's like brazilian deep-seated culture mixed with international influences of what was uh britney spears and like madonna a lot for her at the time um we, there was that kind of like sexually charged persona and of like taking almost like taking ownership of that which at the time was very much the vibe of like pop music so yeah it's just very interesting but i don't have any issue with like her being 17 or 18 and singing about like look at me and draw over me or whatever it's not my favorite type of music but I, that's not my problem the problem is that her husband married her when she was 14 and he or like 13 and he was 24 and in any way shape or form you look at it there was a very big power like power difference and also child grooming and i just kind of like i was looking at her stuff nowadays obviously again i can't understand what she's saying but she seems that she's at, uh, was at peace with everything at least it seems that way but i just kind of keep on feel like i just feel is no one questioning this guy because i honestly can't see a situation where someone will be in their mid-twenties and will go chase over people who just turn like teens, if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from, but I mean, from the things that I found as like trying to look up a bit more about not just how I saw the this whole thing, but how the rest of Brazil perceived this slap on, on Latino's face. Mm -hmm. But I really couldn't, couldn't find that much about it. What I did find was that um, like later in 2000, 11, she became an ambassador for a, a charity, a Brazilian charity uh, against pedophilia, and mm. uh, that helped people to like recognize the differences between, you know, like actually caring for someone and being abusive towards someone, and helping people to to make those choices and to denounce people that might be acting in a in a bad way towards it. And mm. um, like she used her image as someone who has been through that. But like I, I've never seen anything of like her getting back at Latino for that. Right. But I know that she has used uh, what has happened to her in the past uh, as a spokesperson to, to help other people. But never uh, I've seen something between the two of them like nowadays or rehashing it. Sure. Yeah, just him being really creepy and saying that like he, she was the love of his life oh. Uh, oh. like not oh. that long ago. And uh, that, that he has never been able to love anyone like her. But mm -hmm. I have not found any pronouncings from, from Kelly Key herself regarding that. <laughs> Você se quer no 
if that's covered the, yeah, the yeah. CD backstory. Yes. I think it does a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the video. It's, um, it's a video. <laughs> exists. It exists. <laughs> it does remind me quite a lot of... Was it Hit Me Baby one more time? The one where Britney Spears was yeah. schoolgirl and shit. It does kind of look like a sort of Brazilian interpretation of that, I guess. Yeah, I think very much that. That's like the, totally the, the aesthetic that they were going for was uh, the Hit Me Baby one more time kind of look and like schoolgirl being sassy and like caressing a pen <laughs> kind of thing. Harassing a pen. <laughs> she caressed a lot of pens in that. Jesus. She did. She caresses the desk. She caresses her thighs she caresses the pen and then she bites the pen <laughs> very sexy <laughs> all our pens must be chewed up to fuck what are they at? what class is that what are they what are they being taught all they seem to be doing is chewing their pens and <laughs> I, I don't know i'd quite like to see that teacher's identification i just want to make sure he's actually a teacher <laughs> <laughs> anna can you please explain to us and our audience how do brazilian schoolrooms look like the actual because like this video just it looks like the bathroom i'm actually really the worst possible person to do that because I went to a weird school. I didn't go to traditional teaching. I went to a Montessori school where we all seated in groups. But from my understanding, that's that's the look of a schoolroom. <laughs> oh, really? There goes my theory out. Quite sterile, like really like a bit more like white rooms, like blank walls. We might have a, like, a bit higher up windows and uh, at the time it would have been fans on the walls and, and, and clocks, that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I I, I I did not go to traditional schooling. Uh, maybe part of my weirdness is, is to be blamed for that. <laughs> um, maybe part of my lack of understanding of Kelly Key's video clip. But I, I do remember impersonating her in school and doing the whole <laughs> removing, like letting my hair fall down the shoulders and making faces. I do remember doing that. My, my theory was that they just didn't have any space. Uh, so they just sh shot the whole thing in the, in the uh, basically the toilets. <laughs> Because all the other uh, classrooms were full of students trying to, you know, do classes and shit. I can imagine. <laughs> but apparently not the case. So. The shots where they're just filming in the that the she's dancing for him, uh, they're all just doing it all in the same room and then like filming like through the window. But they're both in the same room. Uh, there's no two different rooms. So they, there's, there's not, there was not a lot of budget. I think all the budget they had, they went to, to get the, the, the actor guy, <laughs> Marcelo Novais. <laughs> they got their money's worth. <laughs> Creeping. Old uncle. Oh, he is like uh, he's like one of like the good guys. I don't know how how they say like in films in here. You have like a profile casting, and there was like the good guys, the heroes. Yeah, like proper hero kind of thing. So in the soap operas, he was always like the good guy. Always gets the girl. Bear in mind, a lot of the time, actors just they get jobs off their agents, and they don't really know what they're in for. I don't think we could really hold that against him too much. <laughs> he just kind of have a, a look on his face of what have I got into here? <laughs> so throughout, it's just a paycheck. I think he was just loving this whole thing. I the, the vibe that I got is um, Kelly just sort of had this look in her eyes that she just wanted to kill him. <laughs> like there wasn't like any, to me there wasn't like a connection between them or any sort of um, indication that, you know, there was like a spark. She just looked dead in the eyes and just, I don't know, I, I just got that vibe that she just, I don't know, maybe she was the smartest one here. She does have a bit of a femme fatale vibe to her, I guess. Like, she's mm. trying to lure him in so she can like smack him over the head with a hammer or some shit like that. Oh, she's like the Black <laughs> Widow, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna eat him. Certainly trying to put herself in like a position of power, definitely that's going on in there. But of course she was really mm. young when she did that. Coming to like a femme fatale position when you're 17 is not always the <laughs> Yes. No. Who hasn't been there, really? You might think you're all that, but... <laughs> so my next question towards Anna is, 
Um, did everyone in like in the early 2000s in Brazil, like do, did all teens dress as they came out of Cisco music videos? Uh, not everyone, but I believe we all kind of aspired <laughs> to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, there were different groups of people, you know, but uh, there was something very like naughty's uh, look about it and that kind of like American school kind of look. Uh, it was very in because uh, think about it, Bring It On was just coming out. Roughly around that time, Mean Girls came out in 2005. But before that, you had all of the American Pie ones, and you, oh, you had just so much of that, and you just kind of like aspired to that kind of look of a mix between maybe Britney Spears and Blink 182. Wow, <laughs> this is this is a part of culture that, that completely got missed in Bulgaria. Good <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> or bad, obviously, but yeah. I would have never gotten the reference for Bring It On specifically. Well, I, I, I personally think Bring It On is a fantastic film. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> dancers, yes, dancers. Uh, they happened as well, I guess. Well, just apparently like those dancers that was like the first time they casted dancers for for Kelly Key and uh, loads of them are still working with her and they, they formed like uh, that was her very first video clip so they started working there and they should, they, they're still working together apparently loads of them um, so she's just like in the reaction video that Nelly was talking about she's like pointing and oh yeah this person oh my god you were so young oh you're still working together now blah 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 <laughs> um, but yeah apparently they were not very well paid for that video, but because of their commitment, they took them on tour mm. and oh. then they were like all bonuses and all of those things. So like, as like, okay, thank you for your investment of your time. And then they formed this, this bond with them, which is, it sounds quite nice. Uh, for the start of it, for like a start of a career. But uh, the, the dancing seems fine. I don't know much about that. Although I did notice uh, some, some of the, during some of the dance moves, the actual frame of the video moves, which I thought was kind of cool. It's like, oh, really? I hate that. It's very staggering, isn't it? I just find it really jarring. Like the way it kind of like zooms in and out and in and out and the rhythm of the music. And uh, even if, uh, it doesn't matter if they're good dancers or not, because you can't quite tell if they're making mistakes or not. So uh, the, the auto-tuning of dancing. Putting the notes here, Nelly, uh, David thought, and auto-tuning yes. Gen generally I think it's it's basically a cancer nice. but it's not actually too bad in this this one to be honest sounds like it I don't know if you just the, the way she sings that it sounds that way or is it uh, yeah. just actually auto-tuned as fuck I'd have to listen to it again but I think it does sound like there's been a little bit used but it's not done the kind of you know the thing that's all the rage just now of just having overpowering auto-tune over everything yeah no her her newest things is ridiculously auto-tuned she just put out a new video clip actually this week and uh, it oh my god <laughs> it's it's a whole new world of auto-tuning in, in, in Baba you can see she's almost trying to do that husky voice a bit like a Britney kind of thing like, oh. like mm. <laughs> uh, yeah so she, she was going for that kind of vibe but yeah now she's just like nah <laughs> auto-tune it's, it's a tool for correcting small mistakes and it's become a stylistic thing which you can argue either way is good or bad but personally not a fan I feel that if you're going to have it as, as a main feature then I, I can only kind of uh, excuse Cher for that because she <laughs> yeah. started this whole oh, thing yeah. So. oh yeah she's alright she's, right. she's allowed to do it she's fine to use auto-tune as a main feature in my head anyway <laughs> Cher can do what the fuck she likes should we 
talk about the money shot. <laughs> the money shot. Yeah, when you, when you when you called that a literal money shot in the notes, I was a bit like, oh god, paging Doctor Freud. Well, it is. It literally is. Like there's a zoom. Like I think you mentioned that in some of your notes. It's like it's literally like zooming in, like the lens. Is that a, a bit of filmic sexual innuendo, or am I giving the filmmakers far too much credit here? No, it's absolutely like an innuendo as fuck. <laughs> You're saying when the camera zooms into her and you can see yeah. the zoom of the, the lenses growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's my favorite part of the whole video clip. <laughs> it's like Peter Gabriel all over again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You haven't heard that, yeah, no, yeah. But you understand that when it comes out <laughs> in like two years' time. Honestly, like the last four ep- episodes we've had are just basically about sex. Because yeah, when it comes down to it, all the music is, is about sex. Uh, all music is either about sex or drugs. No exceptions. Okay, Neil, talk about that the money shot, please. But yeah, that that <clears throat> that all makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Technically, it wouldn't work. None of the photos would turn out. It, it felt like he was just using it as the... Uh, you know, he, he didn't have binoculars, so he just whipped out his camera and then started zooming in to her when she's across the way. Plus, I find it's a bit of a conflict of interest if she's her neighbour. Yeah, well... Or she's his neighbour. Um, and I did kind of find it a bit hilarious when... I think the idea with him, he's trying to do it on the fly, you know, look really sneaky, you know, and it felt like he was talking to someone else on the phone. But am I right thinking he's talking to her on the phone? Yeah, I only only noticed the hands-free headset or earphone or whatever, yeah. or you're like after the third time, and I was like, wait a minute. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was the same. The first the first couple of times watching this, I was thinking, who's he talking to on the phone? He's lawyer. <laughs> because she's also talking to someone on the phone. They can't be talking to each other because he keeps on kind of looking like you know through the camera, then you know out through the camera, and it felt like you know someone who's just trying to get a you know. A, like a peak without being caught but I think it's he's talking to Kelly and she's sort of she's grooming him she's she <laughs> yeah no she, she's definitely she, she calls him the whole thing is she calls him from her we hands free headset so she can keep caressing herself uh, while dancing for him because she wants to show off she's just like look at this just look though you can't touch this <laughs> but look look and drool look and drool at me <laughs> yes, that—that's what the whole point of thing is. She, she, she wants I, him to I, stare at her. I really think they—they they, they should have went the ball out and had some drooling in the video. Well, if you pay attention to the close shots of her mouth when she's singing "ba ba 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 baby," you can see there's like strands of drool there. Really? So. The drill is present. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. See, that actually helps when someone's seen the video so many times and actually knows it by heart, <laughs> which I refuse to do after the third watch because it's such a bad fucking video. Yeah, well, this kind of all fits in with uh, Anna sent us over the, the translation of the lyrics. I'll just read them out. I might cut this out because it'll probably be embarrassing, but I'll try. Uh, you didn't believe, you didn't even look at me, said I was too young for you, but now I've grown up, you want to date me. You didn't believe, you didn't know, even notice, said I was too young for you. But now I've grown up, you want to date me. I won't believe this false love who just wants to evade me and fool evade me and fool me. This is deceiving. And not to say I'm bad, I'll let you look at me. Just look, just look, drool. Drool, baby. Look at what you <coughs> missed. Drool. The child grew up. Well done to you. <laughs> now I'm more me. 
this is for you to learn never to snub me again, baby Joe, baby Joe. Okay, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Mm. Oh, this is priceless. Fred, I love you reading this. This has just made us. That should be on your, on your uh, tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, baby Joe. Please put this in the cut. Uh, it just makes me too happy. <laughs> But let me let me get this straight. Is she mad at him because he didn't find her attractive when she was a kid? That's the vibe I was getting from the lyrics. That's what you get from the lyrics that she was like ah. as as a child, she or like as an underaged. Uh, she was like, <laughs> child, oh yeah, look at child, me, come Anna. to me, come to me. And then he was like, no, 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 you're too young, you're too young. And now that she's grown up and he's into her, she was like, no, look, but can touch, Drew. Safeguarding. <laughs> um. It actually makes me very angry. I'm sorry. Just the, the whole existence of the song makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> uh, I think that the whole gist of it was more to do with like um, her ex Latino treating her as a child and not respecting her and snubbing her. She was a child. She was literally a child. Well, but yeah, she was a child. Yeah, but well, he treated her as a child, but not enough of a child because they were in a relationship. So he, she was in an adult relationship, but being treated as a child. And I think that that was the problem for her was she, was she not like 14 yep mm. well yeah they moved in they moved in together when she was 16 but they started when the, she was 14 like right, 13 right. 14 and they had a child together Neil before they turned before she turned 18 yeah they had a child together when she was 17 oh jeez it's a bit awkward doesn't it yep <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there is, there is a good side. Where, well, hear me out here. Uh, there's a good, the good side <laughs> that Anna was talking about earlier, where she now that um, Kelly Key has grown up, she is part of an organization which is kind of fighting that kind of thing. So that's a silver lining, I guess, mm, of the yeah. whole backstory. And she also did a campaign advert for um, a condom oh. for the carnival. And I think it was 2003, 2000, yeah, 2003, where uh, she says that uh, sex without a condom, only Drew, baby, only Drew. <laughs> she was always on brand. You can look, and you can just look and drill, you can't touch me. And there was like a whole massive campaign for using condoms, because if you are not wearing a condom, you should just like look and drill instead, uh, which uh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but yes, she did use her her history like to to kind of uh, as, as stepping stones, which is which is a good thing because it's a fucked up history. Uh, Anna, do you have anything else you want to chuck in? Oh no, just like her transition between the shopping mall and then the school, and then like the way suddenly everything goes dark and it's just the two of them, and she's seducing him, and then suddenly she's like giving him a call and like teasing him, and I just find the way the transitions between one segment to the other just so blatantly obvious, and it's just so funny. I just I just. <laughs> can get over it. When you say that you like it, do you mean in terms of it's all bad, it's good? Or do you actually mean that you like it, like it? Uh, I feel that this kind of things get tangled up in my head, Nelly. You, you know Fair. I have a thing for, for the, the delightfully bad. Uh, yes, that is true. This is why I'm just trying to figure out whether, <laughs> like, where is this lying on which side? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just so bad it's, it's good. Because, you know, right. at the time maybe it was good, but nowadays it's just like, oh my god, what the hell is going on here? I just love it. Reviews then, I guess. 
First, I want to say I'm sorry to both you guys and as well as to our five listeners who might be uh, who might go out and seek this uh, video. It is the literal worst for me and not in a dream kind of way. It is bad and the background is disgusting and it raises so many questions that I'm in no way equipped to discuss today. And I just really hated the whole experience of the video. Uh, the background story, the camera work was bad, the ear grinding music. Uh, and I know sometimes when we talk, we kind of try to suggest some, some things that might improve the video. But in this case, I don't think there's anything that could have saved it, to be honest. And I, I, from my point of view, it just needs to be set on fire, thrown in a bin, and just start again. Wow. There's literally nothing redeemable for me in the video, and I know it's kind of like, because it's obviously an early notice, but pop music video, but it's just... Uh. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yep. <laughs> uh, next, please. So when I first seen the 10 second long title card that seemed to use Comic Sans, I knew that was in for something uh, something bad. Uh, I knew it was going to be trouble. I think the naughty's charms everywhere, but this video is a shit show. There's an overuse of vignette and reverse footage, unnecessary jump cuts, some of which last for five frames. I actually counted them. <laughs> so if you blink, you'll miss it. But to be honest, that'll be no bad thing. Uh, to me, Kelly Key, Kelly Key feels like uh, she's wanting to murder uh, her teacher. Um, she knows what she wants. He knows what she wants. And he knows what she wants blood. The look <laughs> They give each other is obvious, but he clearly can't help himself. Technically, the video isn't great. The use of odd angles did scream early 2000s, but the constant close-ups of Kelly's face didn't provide enough variety. I personally got very bored quickly looking at Kelly's dead, soulless eyes, um, and this wasn't helped by the mediocre choreography brought uh, uh, the video to disappointment, which could be seen for the end of the video, um, which could be seen for the end of the video, which ended up, what am I trying to say here? Look, this video had no point. It was a disappointment, an absolute mediocre disappointment, and the music to me isn't even catchy. It's not in my head right now, but that's really probably because I'm too busy critiquing the other stuff, but yeah, not good. Uh, it, it, it definitely reminds me of the kind of uh, honestly this isn't porn films that used to be on Channel 5 late at night back in the <laughs> 90s and 90s obviously that's only a reference that UK people get but figure it out uh, <laughs> the, the, the video itself it's kind of it's your standard Britney Spears sort of over sexualized pop star bullshit which is fine if you ignore the backstory anyway and that's all I really have to say about the video the song I do think the song is catchy though and it's going to be stuck in my head for days so there's that <laughs> rather you than me uh, best and worst parts I'm past and best parts I genuinely have nothing that I like. Uh, worst would be it'll probably be the the, the male actor, the guy uh, Marcelo Novaes. I don't know him as an actor. I don't know how he's like IRL acting, but he, he just he's so creepy that it's it, yeah. No thanks. Actually, no. Scratch that. The whole video is horrible. I hate all of it. <laughs> would he be equivalent to uh, to Eamon Holmes in the UK? Eamon Holmes. <laughs> Yeah. Who? He's like a he's like a TV presenter. <laughs> okay. He would, I think sure. he'd be more like an equivalent to like an EastEnders actor. I think. Like a like a Phil Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is uh, awkwardly sped up dancing on the stairs because I just approve of people bursting in to dance at random. I think life would be a lot better if we all did that. Uh, and the worst part is once again the teacher because he's 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 only got one setting acting wise. He just has a constant look of somewhere between mildly aroused and why the fuck did my agent get me this job. And, and that's him the whole way through the video so that's more fun <laughs> yeah I think my favourite part and it's funny because I knew the model of this camera that he was using um, so yeah it's a 35mm point and shoot Sumi style camera an Olympus IS3000 for those who 
those who really want to know, but I couldn't help to notice the pop-up flash was in use. This combined shooting an extremely low light, and I can tell you as a fact, as a professional photographer, that the photos will look like utter shite. <laughs> and most likely, they come out as him in the reflection of the window, like perving. That that's all the photos he's gonna have. I I, I think his mind is occupied with other things. <laughs> I think he's just yeah. wanting to take a picture of the sexy lady, not thinking about what's going on. Maybe it's on auto flash. <laughs> you, you've really you've really got <laughs> to get your technical details on point when you're perving. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've learned from this video. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst part was the really disjointed, uh, jumpy editing. Um, hmm. Just to me, felt like at times there was uh, it just like. Like the video had frozen and then it took a while to catch up. Um, I just found it pretty disorientating. You know, usually I don't mind, you know, jumpy editing, but this one just really took the biscuit. Uh, well, to me, this this video has a foot of nostalgia uh, of, of, of times gone by. So I, I, I do have, I don't know if it's the advantage or disadvantage of having seen it when it came out. So uh, to me, my favorite part, keep in mind, I have a very weird way to relate with what's good and bad when something is so good, bad so bad that it's good so to me the best part is by far the lens um of zo <laughs> the, the zoom lens coming in and the, the not at all subtle sexual innuendo going on in there that to me is, is fantastic and uh to me i don't know if it's the best part or the worst part but like the, the way she caresses things the way she caresses things because she doesn't know what to do with her hands and uh, i think that that's just hilarious uh so i think that might be uh, they're both the best and the worst parts to me in the, the case of this video clip is it's just like one big bundle i, I can't differentiate what's bad or good because it's it's just one ball of mess that to me has, makes me feel fuzzy because it's it's my my teenage years. <laughs> Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Oh, very powerful. Even even with a nowadays lens, I can I can completely appreciate how fucked up the whole thing <laughs> is, but I can't look at it and listen to the song without feeling happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a no for me. Oh, it's a hell no from me. It's very obviously no hated. Oh, I, I I like the video. I think it's brilliant. It's a it's, it's a piece of its time. Uh, <laughs> that's why I keep showing to people. That's why I showed it to you guys. <laughs> but that I have a very weird vision of this kind of thing. So. <laughs> So uh, what we do next week then? Well, uh, can we do a good song, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, have you have you read the description of the podcast? No, actually not. Well, I suppose you guys could do a good song with a bad video clip. That's true, that's true. Uh, Hadaway Life, that's a, that's a tune. Uh, yeah, let's go for, for like crazy Europop. Okay, join, join us next week where we're going to be watching Life by Hadaway. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. 